Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. It is April 19th, and uh, I hope you had a great day yesterday as we kick in to earnings season, and it continues today. Uh, you know, we um, not a, a bad day yesterday, uh, but not a great day either. Uh, so still in the red, but just a tinge of red across the board. This morning has been up and down. We'll talk about that more when Dave joins us here in just a moment. Folks, remember that there's a lot of things that you can't control in this world and in your marketplace and in your retirement accounts, but there's one thing you can control, and that's how much risk you have. And if you don't know what that is for you, then how can you protect yourself in a downward moving market? Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design, where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. With that, we have Dave coming up next. White FM kid rock is there. It's 8.39 now, 21 now before 9. Time to check in on your money. How is Wall Street treating you this morning? Uh, just kind of not much yesterday. Dow was down by 39 points. Standard & Poor's was off by only 90 cents. NASDAQ was only down by 18 and a half. That was a relatively routine day. Let's see if we can continue it with the help of uh, Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who is on the phone right now. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Uh, doing well today. I hope you are too. And uh, But uh, yeah, you're right. The lackluster day yesterday on the marketplace, everything ended up a tinge of, of red. Uh, but uh, the question is, what's going to happen today? And uh, futures have been all over the place this morning. Yeah, and it's been it's been across the range, but they're frittering either side of the zero mark again, and we're not 100% sure what could happen. We start out with some interesting news. I, I don't know that you can call it good news because uh, the growth rate was nothing, but we managed to beat on two critical housing numbers. Housing starts last month were uh, up, not by much, but better than the market expected in building permits. They were actually expecting a decline in building permits last month, and they were actually up, although by almost next to nothing. Two very little beats, but at the very least, maybe it might indicate that the decline in the housing market might be slowing down a little bit anyway. Would that be a fair guess? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I think it's not enough wiggle or, or, or change to really make that assumption yet. Uh, but um, but I think that we definitely see that uh, the housing market still seems to be adequately supplied for the position they're in right now, uh, is what I think I would call it right now. I think you've got to go a couple more months to see uh, whether these numbers uh, continue to stay steady or if we start to see them decline or, or rise. And if they start to rise, then that would be good news. Uh, because it would mean that people are still buying houses and the supply chain maybe got some relief. Absolutely. Your, your point's taken. One month does not equate to a, a trend by any way, manner, or form, but at the very least, early indications of, you know, call it a soft landing at the very least as interest rates start going up and mortgage rates start going up, being able to see things just floating around the zero mark as far as uh, stability is concerned, I'd call that good news. And again, a month or two of that later, we can call it good news then as the mortgage rates continue to get adjusted upward. That's right. And we'll continue to see that, I think. I mean, today we saw the 10-year uh, cross over 2.9%, uh, some of the highest numbers we've seen in a while. And uh, now they're not there right this second, but they've gone back down below 2.89 right now. But but still, it just gives you the indication of what interest rates are doing. 
And that's what the Federal Reserve wants to have happen, see the interest rates drift upward. So that's the direction that they're expecting, and they want to see it go anyway. We were talking before we went on the air that, you know, I, I look at those rates, and I look at, you know, the, the 10-year Treasury email just being just under just under 2.9% right now this morning. And I'm saying, yeah. From 15, 20 years ago, that still sounds like bargain basement, but there's shock value when you go from next to zero up to two and a half plus, isn't there? Oh, definitely is, man. That's uh, that's a huge difference when you start looking at monthly payments. Absolutely. And we're looking at the notion again of the concern that we've got as far as interest rates in a time where we've spent an awful lot of money on the federal government as federal bonds start maturing and rolling over our interest expenses on the government side are going to be reflected up accordingly. And that's not good news for the federal budget if we're planning on spending any more money as far as infrastructure or all of the social projects that the Democrats in Congress want to get done. Well, you're absolutely right, Dave, because as interest rates go up, that means that the interest expense to the government, which is you and I, is going to go up too, which means taxes ultimately are going to have to go up to pay for that. And when you look at the federal budget breakdown, a disproportionately large share of the government is basically servicing the debt that we've already run up. So that makes things even more interesting. I found an interesting article this morning talking about that maybe soft landing as far as the housing market is concerned in the with the interest rates adjusting what happens there. A couple of the major uh, research houses are saying, eh, I'm not going to worry quite so much about a recession because the macros aren't all lining up in the direction of a recession this year. And they keep quoting the notion that the employment market is overly hot right now. We've got more job openings than we have employees. And you pretty much need to have a slowdown in the labor force before you can end up looking at a recession being imminent. They're saying, yeah, there's no doubt we're going to have a recession sometime. But they're saying that the uh, building blocks aren't there indicating a recession for this year. Uh, they do have a point on that. The labor market generally is another indication of a recession, and we ain't having a problem with that right now. Uh, that's for sure. We're not laying stuff off, you're laying people off yet. But the other uh, other part of that is, is that um, as inflation continues to rise, we, we really haven't seen the full impact of that yet. I mean, I think that uh, that's yet to come. Um, but but I'm thinking it will be a softer landing than people originally expected, just because you're right. Everybody that wants a job pretty much has a job right now. Yeah, the, like, like I said, you got, you got certain building blocks that need to be there for a recession to really take hold in, a, in an economy. And right now, we've got such a running start on more jobs available than we have employees. Yes, the inflation situation stinks. Yes, the rise in interest rates will have a deleterious effect on our growth rate. But at the same time, the other side of that coin has to be included as well. And unless we start seeing a layoff figure increasing or the unemployment rate going up, well, any economist will say a recession is inevitable, and they aren't necessarily bad if they're short enough and shallow enough. But the indications are that we aren't there yet. We just have a few of the building blocks in place. We just haven't built the house for it yet. Well, that's right. As long as you got people working and, and you're at full employment, which we definitely are at full employment, um, it would be tough for a recession to, to pop in and given a full, full employment. Understood. I Like I said, I'm always the rose-colored glasses combo here. <laughs> <laughs> Earnings season continues, and we're starting to see a few non-banks starting to report, and a big report from Johnson & Johnson, I hear. It was. You know, Johnson & Johnson, they, uh, they actually beat by 11 cents a share. 
However, revenue was just a little bit less than expectations. Uh, one of the things that, that J&J did is they have suspended their guidance when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. They're saying there's a really an oversupply right now globally uh, for the vaccine. Now, they did announce a 6.6% hike in their dividend. And so uh, they've been all over the place this morning. They were down initially 3%. Um, they've managed to climb back up a little bit. They're still down about uh, six-tenths of a percent, uh, trading right now about $176.50. If you don't have a positive guidance figure, that probably isn't going to bode well for your stock price in this climate, is it? No, it's not, you know, because there's so much, um, you know, uncertainty as to the rest of this year. People want something to grab a hold of. Absolutely. Other indications you found this morning on the reports? Well, let's let's talk about this one. This is this is a preliminary report out of Netgear. You know, mm-hmm. they, they used to be really popular. They supplied computer components and and stuff like that. And but they uh, their preliminary numbers are not good. They've come out and said weaker than expected results for the quarter that will end that did end April 3rd. They don't have the final numbers yet, um, but they cut their current quarter revenue forecast. Uh, weaker Wi-Fi equipment market right now. And so they, uh, they're getting hit pretty hard this morning, Dave. They're down 11.4% this morning. Ouch. They are one of the big brands on the consumer Wi-Fi hub market. I mean, I've had two or three Netgear Wi-Fi hubs in my home over the years. They'll actually open at a new 52-week low. Right now, it's at $20.51. That's, uh, that's almost, uh, well, it is uh, a 10 or 11% to below the last uh, 52 week low. I wonder what's causing them their problems because that I haven't ever read any news about them having any problems with their brand, but uh, that's intriguing because that I would have normally would at least stereotype to be a growth market right now with working at home as being taking hold is such a common thing. Yeah, you, you would think, uh, I don't know if it's supply chain. There really was nothing um, in here given other than the U S weaker market. Um, But we've got a couple of other things that have come out. Um, We've got uh, Travelers Insurance uh, Company. Uh, They uh, they've had some volatility this morning. Uh, They've uh, came out. They beat substantially. I mean, they came in at like four dollars and twenty two cents a share compared to three fifty seven. You know, they beat on top line. You know, they not as many catastrophic losses as the last uh, quarter. And so, and they increased their dividend too, 5.7%. So it looks like everything's rosy for them, right? Uh, Yeah, but the stock's just not there, Dave. It's it's down 2.8% this morning. Huh. I wonder if that's sector problems with the financial sector in general, because it hasn't been a real positive quarter so far for financials. Well, that's true. Interesting. and it could be an outlook of what uh, what hurricane season and disaster season looks like coming up here for for at least Florida anyway. Um, That's right. The Colorado Hurricane Prediction Center came out with their usual prediction that it's going to be a disaster year. That can't help insurance companies. No, it can. It's still kind of dry. So who knows what the fires are going to be out west? So there's still some uncertainty there. Um, the other one I had, uh, I've got a couple more, but Halliburton, uh, you know, they. Uh, they reported they earned 35 cents a share. Uh, they've seen a, a demand for oil fill reserve remain high. You know, oil prices are high, so that's helping them out. Um, they did uh, 
on Monday, they closed at a three and a half year high for them. So uh, there, people are taking some profits today. They're down almost 3% this morning. Yeah. <laughs> even even when you make the streets, you sometimes get in trouble in this world. Yeah, having a hard time trying to find anything that's heading in the right direction. But I do have one. Okay. The last one I have for you today is J.B. Hunt. Uh, you know, they're the big trucking firm, transportation firm. Uh, they beat, uh, oh, by almost 40 cents a share. A revenue top forecast. Uh, they, they did face some labor challenges uh, due to COVID-19 early in the quarter, but were able to overcome some of those obstacles and improve their, their business over the quarter. And so they are actually heading up this morning, Dave. They're up one and a half percent this morning. And that's so weird because that's the sector I'd expect to be having problems with the increase in energy costs. Uh, you would. I, I guess they've got some <laughs> maybe some uh, pricing power evidently yeah i would expect the trucking companies to be having operating expense problems in this last quarter but nothing really heads up the way it's expected to resetting the table it was an off day yesterday on wall street but in no way matter or form catastrophic losses it almost looked routine 45 minutes before we open this morning philip have we got any good news on the indexes so far Dave, I'm afraid to say that we have gone. I don't see a green spot on my screen right now. Um, oh, that not big, not big. I mean, you got the Dow down eleven dollars. You got the S and P five hundred down two dollars. You got the Nasdaq one hundred down fifteen dollars. So nothing extravagantly down, uh, but just down. Same thing though over on the commodity side of things too. You got silver down four tenths of a percent, still slightly above twenty six dollars an ounce. You got gold down eight tenths of a percent. Crude oil getting hit this morning down two point four percent to one hundred four ninety five a barrel. That's a couple of bucks lower than it was yesterday morning when we spoke. So I'll take that happily. How about you? Absolutely. So I'd love to see it back below hundred though. Yeah, you and me both. Overseas markets, I'm almost solid red ink there, too. The uh, Asian rim markets were off fractionally at the close on balance. Europe also down fractionally midway through their day, except for France, which is just kind of a poster child for volatility. They're down by almost a percent and a half halfway through their day, and I still don't know what's going on over there. Somebody want to stabilize their finances for retirement. That's important in a time of inflation and make sure that I'm growing when I need to, but not risking too much. How do I find you to get that number? Absolutely, Dave. That's why we developed our core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then. All right, buddy. Have a great day. Appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope uh, your week is off to a great start. I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Until then, have a great day.